0: Drive Time Devotions is a Saddleback Church podcast. We want to invite you to one of our weekend services. Visit us online at saddleback.com for locations and service times in your area. Please visit us this weekend. Day three today of 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 12 to 13 and focus on what Paul has to say, following up from yesterday, what he has to say about persecution. Let me read for you verses 12 and 13. In fact, Paul writes, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, first let's talk about verse 13, and then we're going to focus on what he says about persecution in verse 12. Verse 13, these evil men, imposters, going from bad to worse, deceiving, but notice they're also being deceived. No one is hurt more by false teaching than the false teacher. They're not just deceiving others, they're also being deceived. Oh, they may feel like, I'm doing great because of this false teaching, I'm somehow gathering all these resources, all this money, all this power, all this popularity in my life, and it's meeting my needs. But the truth of the matter is, in the end, they're going to be devastated. They're going to be devastated because they've not followed the truth of what God can do in our lives. And all those wonderful things they feel like they hold in their hands are just going to all melt away. Somebody on our research team asked about these verses and said, I hate seeing people deceive others, especially people deceive teenagers that maybe I'm responsible for in teaching. Falsehood and deception out there every day. What do we do? How do we counter that? How do you counter false teaching? You live the life that we talked about yesterday. You live the life of verses 10 to 12. Our way of life, our purposes, our endurance The genuine life of faith will always shine through in the end. Evil men and imposters, they're going to go from bad to worse. But the true life of faith, it's going to grow brighter and brighter until the full day. No doubt about it. This genuine life of faith, it includes something that we began to talk about yesterday and we focus on today. It includes endurance. It includes endurance in the midst of persecution. And I want to just spend some time telling the truth about persecution This Bible verse says everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Most Americans that I know feel somewhat embarrassed by this verse. We know the persecution that believers have faced around the world, are facing right now around the world, and have faced throughout history. And we know that we're not facing that kind of persecution. We're not being thrown in jail for our faith. We're not being killed for our faith. Just two weeks ago, I was in the countryside of Rwanda with a little church that the entire church had been jailed just recently just for meeting as a church. That's not our experience in America. So what should we do? Should we just feel guilty about these verses? Like, well, they don't fit me? No, we should apply these verses to our lives. What should we do? First thing you should do is pray for those who are facing persecution throughout the world, a kind of physical persecution, a kind of threat even, and kind of persecution that can bring fear of life that you and I don't have to face. We should pray. When you read this kind of verse, when I read this kind of verse, it should lead me to think about those who are in jails and maybe have been there for 10, 15, 20 years and pray for them in your mind right now. Pray for those men and women. It should lead me to pray about those who their life is threatened because they have faith in Christ. And so they wonder, should I tell other people that I believe in Jesus Christ? Should I let anybody else know? Right now, in your mind, pray for those people. What should we do when we read about persecution? We should pray for those who are being persecuted. We should apply this verse to believers around the world. But there's a second thing we should do. We should also apply the verse to our own lives. All who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That means if you want to live the kind of life that Jesus has for you to live, you're going to face some persecution. We should recognize the persecutions that we do face Let me ask you a question. Why is it that believers in the United States, a lot of other countries, European countries, Western countries, why is it that we seem so often to live exactly the same lifestyle as those who are not believers? No real difference. No difference in the way that we manage our marriages. No real difference in the way that we succumb to temptation. No real difference in the entertainments that we allow into our lives. No real difference. One reason, not the only reason, but one reason is that we don't want to face persecution. We don't want to face the subtle persecution of being singled out as different, the the persecution of being ignored, the persecution of being passed over for a promotion. We don't want to face the persecution of being the subject of all the jokes. We don't want to face the persecution of being treated as a judgmental person just because you love God. You see, you and I need to be aware of what the fear of this kind of persecution does to us. If I allow that persecution to bring fear into my life, then I'm going to become the kind of person who resists that fear and begins to live just like the world around me, or try to at least look like the world around me. In my heart, I really don't want to believe that way or follow that way, but I'll go along. And it's because of persecution. You don't have to be afraid of persecution it's just a fact of life as a believer. Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, and God will use it. God will use it to let other people know the good news because they're going to see the difference, and God also wants to use it to reward your life. The fear of persecution, our confidence suffers great erosion under the fear of other people's response. What will they think of me? What will they do to me The number one fear of Americans is just standing up and speaking about anything in front of a large group of people. Why? Because we're afraid of how they're going to respond. We're going to afraid, we're afraid we'll look stupid. We're we're afraid we'll look silly. We're afraid we'll be embarrassed. Here's a confidence building secret about persecution, persecutions that we face, the subtle persecutions that we face in America, much of the Western world. Look at your insults with insight. Realize that many times the reason somebody is insulting you is because God is convicting them. And and you're just the target. You're just the lightning rod. But the truth of the matter is the reason they insulted you is because they noticed the difference. And the fact that they noticed the difference means there is opportunity for change in that person's life. You see, the fear of persecution causes you and I to retreat from our faith. What does actual persecution do to us? When, When we actually are persecuted, When when we allow ourselves to be seen as different, and maybe we're ridiculed for it. Maybe we don't get the job because of it, we don't get the promotion because of it. What does actual persecution do to us? In a word, reward. That's the word. Jesus told us in the Sermon on the Mount, and the Beatitudes, that persecution brings reward. So when you face subtle persecution, say two things to yourself to battle this fear of other people's response, this fear of being embarrassed that we all have. The two things you say are, number one, I have a great reward, and number two, I have some great company. Number one, I have a great reward. If I stand up for my faith and the world around me, seemingly everybody that I know, and these days even more, it's everybody on the blogs and everybody on the internet, everybody seems to know. If I stand up for my faith and I'm ridiculed for it, you have a great reward in that. And don't think of that as just the broad concept of heaven. I get to go to heaven someday. Think of God the Father personally handing you a reward because you had the faith to stand in that circumstance. That's what you say to yourself to battle the fear of other people's response. And then you also say to yourself, I have some great company. They persecuted even the greatest of prophets. They persecuted Jesus Christ. The truth is that even if you and I face the worst, People of greater faith than you have faced greater persecution than we'll ever face. So let me ask you, where is fear of somebody else's response, fear of being embarrassed, eroding your faith confidence? Are you thinking, what will they think if I become a Christian? Are you wondering, what will people say? What will my family say if I'm baptized and I let other people know I'm standing for Christ? Or you wonder, will they accept me if I begin a ministry And I let people know it's for Jesus. It's not just for me. Or what if God's calling in my life that I serve him in some significant way by going to another country or by taking on this significant role? What's my family going to say? What are all the guys at work going to say? What are all the women at work that I know going to say? How much are you willing for your faith to cost you? In, In the most wonderful paradox of life, when I'm willing for my faith to cost me everything, that's when God gives me everything. Now, I wish that I had the faith to recognize that and see it in every circumstance, every moment of life. Sometimes I miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. First Peter 4.14 says, If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Let's pray together. Lord, you know us. We're human beings. And sometimes the fear of embarrassment keeps us from standing up like we want to in faith and we're sorry. We wish we had greater faith, but sometimes we don't. But we know that you can put into our lives what we do not have. So Lord, instead of living in fear of persecution, help us to accept it as a fact of faith that those who don't understand our faith are going to attack it in various ways. But also, Lord, help us to see your reward. The reward of what we look forward to with you in eternity, but also the reward of what you do in other people's lives as they notice, as they see the difference that's in us. And use even that persecution. Use even what seemed like an embarrassment to let someone else see how we react with love and with grace and to allow someone to come to know Jesus Christ, even out of that circumstance. We ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to talk together about the miracle of the Bible.